Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, I feel like... um. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, dear loved ones. Good morning to you. I am this goofy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh my God. Thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Do me a favor. As you are coming in and coming on, start sharing um, the devotional. Hey, Shanquita. Hey, my Renaissance grandma. Hey, um, good morning, um, Nia. Uh, come on now. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, dear loved ones. Good morning to you. Oof. My brother, Monty Weatherall. If you don't know who he is, that is my brother, him and his wife, Kim, are my people. He he does a live um, Friday devotional. Um, it's worth going back and get if you're here first, right? Ooh, come on, y'all. Good morning to you. Oh, my God. Thank you. 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 Doing all my sharing. I'm never going to ask you to do something that I don't do. Good morning to you. Hey, Julia, I get to see you soon. Good morning to you. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I need a whole hip-hop version of the good morning to you. Good morning to you. Mm-mm. Hey, Lavenda. Good morning, Katina. Good morning, Deshana. Hey, Auntie Cheryl, Clinkskill, Mac. Uh, one one day, my aunt going to come on here and sing, or we're going to get her to do a whole like promo video for me singing. She just, oh, she gonna get me in just a second. She gonna do a whole, we get her to do a whole promo video. Or she gonna sing at some conference or some event. I'm just gonna invite her on in. My aunt has one of the most beautiful voices ever. And growing up, I have always loved to hear her sing. So maybe one day I can talk her into singing for me. Uh, for real, for real. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Good morning, Latoya Steele. Thank you for being here. Good morning, Claudette. Thank you for being here. Good morning, Sam. How you doing? I know I'm so excited. Woo, Lord, I thank God for God. Can I tell you something? You got to just, and we're going to pray and we're going to get in the word because I want to give enough time to this. Hey, Courtney Barnes, thank you for always being present and sharing as much as you possibly can. Can I tell y'all something about my sister, Courtney Barnes, who has her own set of gifts and talents? Um, I just, she's present. And when she's not present, she's accountable. Like I, it's a few of y'all that we're doing life and ministry together. And I love that. Um, when Courtney is not present, she is accountable. She's like, hey, sis, hey. LMJ, um, not here, but here is why. And I love that because I know that's how the Lord loves for us to be, to be accountable to each other. So we just don't fall off. Right. So we don't um, abandon our assignment um, or we are um, not 
focused community we need community and she's not the only person I just saw her name and it just reminded me of how important it is for us to be accountable because the enemy loves for us to be isolated. He loves for us to do life alone. He loves for us to do ministry alone. And there's just a community that's growing within this ministry that God has given us. And I love the fellowship and I love the accountability um, that we bring each other. It's just powerful. It's been powerful to see. It's been powerful to see. I like to say adult women be accountable to each other. That takes a humility. Um, that takes um, that takes a level of love and walk and understanding um, how important we are to each other in the body of Christ. No man builds an island alone. No man does ministry alone. Uh, no person does. So I'm just, she just said it's kingdom, baby. It is kingdom. Y'all know that's one of my things. She just said it's kingdom. It is kingdom. Go ahead and share where you live. If you feel comfortable with that, you don't have to share your city. You could just share your state, whatever you want to do. Um, it, living kingdom and doing kingdom and doing covenant partnership and relationships with other women um, it, of God has been so powerful. Like it's been so powerful to see, like I just, the covenant, the covenant relationship, not contract, the covenant relationship has just been growing and growing and growing. And it's reaching states and cities that be, are beyond our borders, like covenant relationships in New York and Harlem, New York, covenant relationships in Magnolia, covenant relationships in Missouri, covenant relationships in Georgia. It's just been such a powerful thing to see. So I'm so grateful for God teaching us how to build community correctly. You don't have to build community on your own. Like you just trust and obey God. You don't have to develop anything on your own. You just trust and obey God and God does the rest. You answer what God tells you to answer, whether it's business, whether it's ministry, um, whether it's servanthood. If you answer what God tells you to answer and you trust and obey God, God does the rest. You don't have to make it up. You don't have to um, anything. I have. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I have never had to boost a video. I've never had to like and we do branding things because that's what God has asked us to do. Um, but I've never had to boost the video. I've never had to like try to market anything. I share things and then God makes it happen. And then even for me, if I start something or I share something and it doesn't happen, then I don't feel bad. I'm just, cause I'm human, right? I'm not going to get it a hundred percent right. Um, so if I share something, I say I'm going to have something or I start something out of time or I start something way ahead of time. Like, this is what I love about God. Like, it's not like there's no mistakes. It's all development and growing. Right. And so then even if I start something and God is like, ah, it's not time yet and I have to pull it. Or if I um, schedule something and nobody registers, like, I don't feel bad about that. I just feel like, oh, it's not God's time for that, right? Because everything, I'm going to tell y'all something, because we in a season where people are trying to tell you, you can manifest stuff on your own, you can create stuff on your own. And I'm trying to tell you, you do not create things on your own. Things respond to the timing of God and your faith. Now you operate in faith. You operate in faith. You believe God. You trust God. You align your principles with the vision and the wisdom of God and the Holy Spirit. But you do not make stuff happen on your own. It's the timing of God that makes things happen. 
The rest of the part is trust and obey, um, adhere to the Holy Spirit, and God will move and place everything in the right position at the right time. And even if you're out of time, God has a way of rerouting us when we have um, like when we have a repentive heart and our heart has a heart, we have a heart to do the right things. Like we have a heart to really do the right things. We have a heart to really do what God is asking us to do. Like we're not looking for fame. We're not looking for fortune. We're not looking for, um, to make it happen in ourselves. I promise you, even if you mess something up, God will reroute you. That's what we're learning, right? And when we understand the nature of God and when we understand God's timing and his presence, um, and what what he tried, even if it's in a dry season, remember yesterday, the word the Lord gave us was accept the season we're in. Even if it's a dry season, even if it doesn't look like a fruitful season, even if it looks kind of like a crazy season. Here's what I know about God to be true. He'll take all of that and he'll make all of that work for our good. Our job is to trust and obey God. Our job is not to make just try to make anything happen. I spent so many years in my life trying to make things happen because that was the culture that was cultivated around me. I thought it was on me to make things happen. And the more that I rest in God and the more that I experience God, and I'm not saying that there, the faith without, you know, it says faith without works is dead. Working is trusting. Working is obeying. Um, working is being committed to the process of whatever God said for you to do. Hey, Natalie and Don. Hey, Jasmine Poe. Um, working is committing to the process of whatever God to do. And can I tell you something? Some we are not faithful stewards sometimes. Ooh, can I just say this? In the small process, because we feel like it needs to look so big, right? We um, despise small beginnings all the time. Like we despise small beginnings. We are not faithful. Like I, I went, when before I started the ministry, the Lord had simply told me to write devotionals. And every morning, and I didn't start it, he did, because I wasn't going to start this, right? I wasn't going to incorporate, I wasn't going to do any of the things. I was not, I was trying to be low profile and low key. I'm just going to be real. The Where he started me was getting up every morning for about a year, writing a devotional. Like that's where he, that's where he started me. That's where my faithful level had to begin. Every year, getting up, writing a devotional and sharing it on Facebook. That's what I did for a year. That's where my faithful journey had to be. That's where he began me. And I just got up every morning, shared a scripture, shared my heart, posted up, and I stayed faithful right there until I felt the Holy Spirit pulling me into a direction of doing something else, right? So, but so he likes for us to be faithful in the things that he's called us to do. And sometimes we feel like, um, that level or what's small um, isn't big enough and we'll push and we'll start stuff out of our own timing. And we don't even realize that we're like that because we've been misshapen by things around us, right? We've been misshapen by things around us that have taught us certain survival techniques or have taught us certain hunting team techniques like we got to hunt down the kingdom of god you don't have to hunt down the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is forever presence around us the kingdom of god is always happening 
I remember when one of my sisters in Christ, um, her business did not go the way that she wanted her business to go. I'm just going to be honest. And this is the call on her life. Like her business is the call on her life. And um, her partner did some things in business that kind of cheated her out of her position. And at the same time, um, some health things were going on, on with her. And she just kind of stayed in this position with God. Well, then God began to call her to another city, to another state, to the place where she was supposed to go. And it probably looked barren and dry in that season that she was in. But God was already calling her into her position in kingdom. He was already preparing a place for her in kingdom. He was already preparing her next for her in kingdom. Her only assignment was to trust and obey God. And I know her trust journey was not easy, but because she stayed in position and she trusted and she obeyed God and she stayed lowly and she stayed humble, God was already orchestrating her next step. And can I tell you something? He brought, he pulled her into a place of, I'm just saying, of divine positioning, of notoriety, of um. <laughs> of pay, like her pay, like and he pulled her into a position of all this. She didn't have to make it up. She didn't have to sell herself. She didn't have to put her resume out there. As a matter of fact, the people came and looked for her, right? I don't know. The people came and looked for her, like they came and looked for her. That's what divine positioning will, will have to do. You don't have to hunt kingdom down. You don't have to beg people to be connected to you. You don't have to move into a space or try to move in a space that's not like God. God's purpose and plan for you is so real. It is. His, his purpose and plan for you is so real. Our human nature, because we want to see everything with our eyes, because we want to touch everything, because we want to take taste everything, because we want to have possession and control over everything. Our human nature wants to make it happen. But like our godly nature, the spirit that we're supposed to live in, if we will wait and understand who and what God is, he'll start working it all together for our good. We just got to make a decision, man. I'm going to trust and I'm obey him and I'm going to be sensitive to his spirit. And I'm going to let the Holy Spirit bring me into my true identity. Because the other problem with that is, come on, y'all broken identity or misshapen identity outside of who we are in Christ will also lead us to places where we're grappling or scrapping or begging for what really belongs to us because we have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and we don't have to beg that, right? We don't have to we don't have to beg that. I love what Tammy just said. She's a gardener. She said had to start the seed, have to root it, have to grow it, learn about the pest, learn about the predators. It just can't grow. Need all the steps now coming together. Tammy, that's really a word. That's a powerful word, right? So when we look at this and we see this at this capacity and understanding that it's all working together for our good. So I want to give you something real quick. Father God, open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus so that we do not live in misshapen identity. Can you put that in the comments today? I do not want to live in a misshapen identity. Woo! Come on. I do not want to live in a misshapen identity. Can can we can we talk about that? So so we've been 
we, we're understanding our identity in Jesus Christ, right? And I'm going to show y'all just how I keep seeing it in my spirit. We're understanding. Um, we're asking the Lord to open the eyes of our understanding so that we can experience his power. Um, we learned in 2 Timothy. We, no, we, you haven't found anything, Siri. We learned in 2 Timothy that there is a form of godliness without power. We are not supposed to be religious and absent of God's power in our life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We are not supposed to. The same resurrection, alive power in Christ Jesus. Come on, y'all. The same resurrection, alive power in Christ Jesus is supposed to be at work in us. It's supposed to be shaping us and it's supposed to bring us back to our identity. That's the whole point of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus in 14, John 14, 26 says, I'm going to send you somebody. Woo! So he said, he said, I'm sending you somebody. I'm about to send you somebody. I'm gonna send you somebody. And what he's gonna do is remind you of all the things I said. And what he's gonna do is bring you back into kingdom. And what he's gonna do, because so so many of us have been misshapen and we didn't want to be, right? Come on now. Woo! Come on now, right? We didn't want it was beyond our control. I okay, I gotta teach this. I have so much to teach on this. It was beyond our control, right? Some of us have been misshapen. It has nothing to do with, it was beyond our control, right? And we learned yesterday in Romans 12 and 1 and 2, it says, do not let the world around you squeeze you into its mold, right? The Greek word, suskaimatizdo, the mold, the shaping, right? First Peter 1 and 14 says, obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lust, which were yours in your ignorance, right? When we were ignorant. Many of us have been misshapen by culture. Many of us have been shapen by generational things. Well, what happens when you have been misshapen? And that's not what, right? You're being molded. Come on now. I got this clay dough in my hand. You're being molded and, to, and shaped into things, not necessarily because you're participating or you're wanting to, but there are things that have happened to you that have shaped you. Woo! Come on now. Come on. Can we be real today? We, there are things that have happened to you that have misshaped you, right? There are customs um, that have happened to you that have misshaped you. There were ungodly principles that you were introduced to that misshaped you, right? That like this clay, clay is so malleable. This is how we are. This is this is how we are. We are so malleable. When God created us as him, the potter, and we're the clay, right? His design for us was to shape us in the identity of Christ, right? But unfortunately, we live in a fallen world that tends to shape us. Woo! Come on, my God, right? We're shaped by the neighborhoods we live in. Come on, y'all. We're shaped by um, what our parents believed and what int was introduced to us. You got to see this. And so here's Romans, like I'm reading this and here's Romans. The Lord is like, okay, present your body um, to me as a living sacrifice. Okay, here, Lord, I'm presenting my body here to you as a living sacrifice. I'm committed to the process. You know, I've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and I'm presenting my body here to you as a living sacrifice. And then you're telling me not to be conformed to conform to this world. But what happens when I don't even recognize or realize, oh, 
Come on now. That the world has conformed me. Woo! Come on. You got to be real. What what do I what do I do when I when I have not recognized that the belief system from my mom or my dad that was broken has shaped or formed me, right? What what do I do when I don't realize that the marriage that I was in that was abusive shaped or formed me? What do I what do I do when I don't realize that the sexual abuse shaped or formed me? What do I do when I don't realize um, my insecurity has shaped or formed me? What do I do when I don't realize that the rejection has shaped or formed me? What do I do when I don't realize the confusion of my sexual identity has shaped or formed me? What do I do when I don't know that? Right. And we assume just because everybody has been in church all their lives. I told y'all I'm, I'm a church baby. I was raised in church. I lived in church. I was always in church. My God. But the things, the, the, the wrong things in church was shaping me as well. So what happens when my identity is misshapened? by things that I can't even disconnect from. I'm about to go. What happens? What happens when my identity is formed by things that I can't, I couldn't disconnect from? What happens when my identity is formed and shaped by my mother, right? Who was broken herself. My God. What happens when my identity is shaped, come on now, by my father who couldn't keep his hands to himself. Come on, we got to be real. What happens? So I'm looking at the Lord and I'm like, you're saying do not conform because this is how I talk to God. Do not conform to the things of this world. Well, what happens when the things that have happened to me, come on y'all, have shaped me and I don't even want them to. Come on. This is this is the point. This 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 is why sound biblical teaching is important. This is why, because see, if you've never walked in my shoes and you come on Holy Spirit and you've never lived my life and you don't know where I came from and you have no revelation of the things that have happened to me, then you'll assume because I've been in church all my life because I've been around the word word all my life that I get it. But when I am in the environment, come on, y'all, when I'm in the environment and my identity is so tied to the environment, my identity is so tied to my parents, my identity is so tied to my culture, my identity is so tied to my career, my identity is so, I won't even know that these uh, these things are shaping me. I won't even know that these things are molding me. I won't even recognize that these things are. So what do I do, Lakeisha, when I come to a place um, to recognize, come on, y'all, that these things have shaped me? Because Romans 12 and 1, 2 is saying, do not be conformed. Well, I don't want to conform. So how do I come to a place where I don't conform. I told you yesterday, we got to commit to the process. And then the second thing I'm going to tell you today is you got to let the Holy Spirit lead you. You cannot do this just with the word. You're going to have to let the Holy Spirit um, lead you. First Corinthians 2 and 14 tells us, right? This will not be discerned by your flesh. <laughs> this will not 
be discerned by your flesh. There's a space that the Lord will bring you to. And it's going to seem like a very painful place. Remember when we talked about the woman at the well and the woman at the well um, was at the well and she's looking for something, right? That's what I feel like. She's looking for something and she's getting ready to come into this encounter where who Jesus is and, and where Jesus is. And she comes into this counter and then Jesus says to her, he brings her to a place. He's like, you need this living water, yada, yada, yada. And then he says to her, he's like, now go get your husband. <laughs> Because this is what happens. Like, this is what happens. Like, this is what happens. He says to her, he says, go get your husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. <laughs> Something in her life had shaped her. Come on, y'all. You got to tell the truth this morning. Something in her life had shaped her. Something in her life. Something any time. Um, I told y'all, not until I was 27. Did I really come into my relationship with Christ? 27 years old. I was saved. I was baptized. I did not come into my relationship with Christ until I was 27. I always tell people, I don't care what I can identify with the woman at the wheel. Like I had kids before I was married. I had kids out of wedlock, right? I had two baby daddies. Come on now. I had a lifestyle that was not, even though I had been baptized, I had a lifestyle that did not reflect Jesus Christ. Because if um, I had a form of religion, come on, Timothy, with, I had a form of godliness, come on now, but the Lord's power was not working in my life because I did not understand the Holy Spirit. I did not understand the power of the Holy Spirit. I did not understand that it was the Holy Spirit to do the work. I thought I had to do the work by myself. And I thought it was just showing up to church. So my identity was misshapen by culture. My identity was misshapen by religion, right? So the, the religious side of me was going to church, serving, working in church. But there was no godliness working in my life. There was no power of God working in my life because when the power of God is working in your life, it brings you back to the identity of who you are in Christ Jesus. It will begin to wake you up. Oh, it will begin to wake you up and say, that's not you. Oh, it'll begin to wake you up and say, that bitterness, that's not you. It will begin to wake you up and say, that anger, that's not you. It will begin to wake you up and say, that anxiety, that's not you. It'll begin to wake you up and say, that worry, that's not you. It'll begin to wake you up and say, that is not you. You know how we're like, oh, the Lord just placed on my heart. No, it'll begin to wake you up and it'll say, that's not you. That is not, that is the job of the spirit. The Holy Spirit is constantly confirming that we are a child of God, Julia. That's the job of the Holy Spirit constantly to confirm in us that we are a child of God. The Holy Spirit is constantly, so I'm gonna stay committed to the process, but I gotta let the Holy Spirit come in and do the work. I gotta realize like Philippians 1 and 6, God is gonna complete this process and not Lakeisha. And how he's gonna complete this process is through the power of the Holy Spirit. So every time I show up, not in my flesh, because my flesh ain't going to tell me to show up. 
My flesh is not going to tell me to show up. My flesh is going to tell me to stay away. My flesh is going to tell me this is impossible. My flesh is going to tell me there's not another me. My flesh is going to try to convince me there's not more to me. But the Holy Spirit ever present is going to show up and it's going to say to me, it's way more to you than this. Come on. It's, this, ain't, this ain't it, Cambria. This ain't, the, this ain't it. This ain't the identity. This ain't the lifestyle. This ain't the Holy Spirit is going to show up and say, this ain't it. The Holy Spirit is going to give you a deeper revelation of how you belong to God, how much God loves you, how you're not orphaned, how you're not abandoned. The Holy Spirit is going to bring you a revelation and tell you this is not a part of your identity. This is a circumstance. This is a situation that came in to confuse you. And I know it's like, well, why would God allow this to happen? I don't know. A life by the Spirit, we have to gain the sovereignty of God. We won't know why God allowed all the things to happen. We won't answer, we won't, we won't have all the answers. That's not living by faith. Living by faith does not mean you'll have all the answers. But if we begin to trust, come on, that the Lord that God, trust the Lord that God, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Come on now, trust the Lord that God with all thy heart and lean not into thy own understanding and all his all your ways acknowledge him guess what's going to start happening he's going to direct your path and the holy spirit will continue to show you up continue to remind you that you are a child of god continue to remind you of what the kingdom of god that the kingdom of god is in that's the promise of god and every promise of god is yes and Amen. So even when your identity, woo, like you didn't ask for this, like I didn't ask, I didn't ask, there's stuff that has happened in my life that I didn't, I didn't ask for my husband to die. But guess what? It started to shape my identity. Come on now. I didn't ask for one of my sons to stop believing in Jesus, right? But it was trying to shape my identity. Come on now. You got to see this as the father said, I didn't ask, it's some stuff that I just ain't asked for. I didn't ask to be bullied growing up. It's some stuff I just didn't ask for. I didn't ask to be abandoned. It's some stuff I just didn't ask for. But it came and it shaped me, right? But I had to draw a line in the sand and decide once I began to waken up to my nature, once I accepted Jesus, really accepted Jesus Christ, and the power of God started working in my life, and I began to wake up to the nature of God in me, I begin to see and understand these things that have misshapen that my identity as not what God called my, this is not a part of me. This is, this is not of God. First Peter 1 and 14, again, and obedient children do not be conformed to the former lusts, which were yours in your ignorance. Once I get revelation that this isn't of me that God is love, that everything is connected to love, and I'm not ignorant anymore, then guess what? The Holy Spirit will waken, come on now, and be alive in me and do exactly what it's supposed to be because I don't produce my own life. The Holy Spirit produces the life in me. Woo! We are out of time. <laughs> we are out of time. Oh my God. Father God, thank you for your word today. 
Do not allow us to continue to live in misshapen identity. Just give me a second. Don't jump off yet. Let me pray over us. Don't jump off yet. Father God, I thank you, Father, for breakthroughs happening in the lives of your children today. I thank you, Father God, that your power is evident in the lives of your children today. I thank you. You are destroying the yokes from the past right now in the name of Jesus. You're breaking strongholds off our life in the name of Jesus. You're destroying what was and bringing us into what is in the name of Jesus. You're breaking off strongholds in our mind that has left us, let us live in misshapen identity. My God, you're breaking the spirit of control of our lives in the name of Jesus. You're bringing us into our true identity. You're bringing us into our holiness. We're submerged in your word, Lord God, and we're determined to live in your truth, Lord God. Break the shackles of shame off our lives. Break the spirit of control that keeps trying to get us to return. My God, to, to eat our vomit, to the place, to lowly places, to shameful places. Lord, you did not give us a spirit of fear. You gave us power, love, and a sound mind. I thank you, Lord God, that our mind is being renewed to the mind of Christ. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross to bring us into holiness. I thank you, Lord God, that our identity is being shaped and we are discovering how precious, how beautiful, how amazing we are through you. We will not be a form of godliness and the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is not overtaking our lives. I Thank you, Lord God, that we will see you, that you will reign in our lives. I break those power of struggle, not, not the godly struggle, but struggling in the things of this world. I break that off our lives in the name of Jesus. I thank you. It's being destroyed. Those yokes of being, I break the spirit of meanness off of us. God did not create you to be mean. You are not mean in your nature. You will not be mean in your nature. You are love and people will begin to see how lovely you are. The pains of your past, the shackles, the shame, the condemnation is broken today in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, that you are taking away from us all that is not like you. In the name of Jesus, let your glory be revealed in our lives today, Lord God. Let strongholds be pulled down and off our mind today, Lord God. Let your power be seen through all the earth. Make us a sign for the unbelieving generations, Lord God, that you are real, that you are so real. Send revival to our cities. Send revival to this day. Cause a great awakening off your people so they come out the clouds, Lord God, so they come out of disgust, so that they come out of shame. Break the shackles now in Jesus' name. Amen. Cherise said, produce your oil in our lives. Come on now. Cherise said, produce your oil in our lives. Father God, I thank you for producing your oil in our lives. I thank you for doing only what you can do. Oh, in Jesus' name, amen. My God, you will no longer live in misshapen identity. 
Do you know why? Because the Lord is reshaping you and, and creating you and recreating you. That's why you had to have Jesus. That's why you had to show up here today. That's why you had to be in place and position. You don't want to live in misshapen identity anymore. And the Lord doesn't want you. He wants your identity to be shaped and to be formed by Christ. He called you. He named you. And he is repositioning you. Lord, I thank you for a divine repositioning in Jesus name. Come on, y'all say hallelujah and amen. Woo, come on, type that in the comments. Hallelujah, amen. If you are the person that have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, can I tell you something? I got my tattoos out today too. I used to be ashamed to show people my tattoos. I'm gonna write a story. I'm gonna write a blog about this. I used to be ashamed to show people my tattoos because they were so linked to the past, to the former me. And then the Lord just started revealing to me, you know, there's condemnation. So when I went in certain spaces, I would hide my tattoos because I was afraid of how people were going to judge me. I'm just going to be real. So I would hide them. And then the Lord began to minister to me and say to you, this is a part of your story. Like this is a part of who you are. This is a part of the realness of where you came from, right? Um, this is the part of part of the, the generation that you were in. So I want you to stop hiding your yourself. Hiding yourself means shame is leading you and there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That's why I tell anybody, Jesus is the realest move I ever made. Jesus is the realest move I ever made. If I had never done anything, the most realest move I ever made was Jesus. The most realest move I ever made was accepting Christ in my life. That was the most realest move I ever made. And so if you're here and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or you need a fresh start, you might need a fresh start. You might be like me, like I was at 27. You had been to church, you had got baptized, but you didn't know this level of Jesus that I'm talking about today. If that's you, I want you to make a fresh commitment. Um, I want you to stay connected and I want you to repeat after me. Key said God was her game. See, Jesus was my game changer. That's so real. Jesus, Jesus changed the game for me. It switched me up. It took me out of my misshapen, broken identity to understand how much God loved me, how much God wanted me, how, how God wasn't really messed up about my past. He was more concerned about me experiencing him in the present. And it just began to shift everything around me. If that is you, if you are here today and you need a fresh start or you've never accepted Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to my Jesus because he's so real. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me, my God, if you prayed that prayer, send us an email to info at justbeinglmj.com. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a Bible and some other materials because I want to continue to disciple you. My God, I thank you for this. Now, my last thing, come on, I'm just going to put it out there, is partnership. If God called you to partner with this ministry, to give into this ministry, go over to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there, or you can cash at post dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y, and you can sow your partnership, give your seed partners, or how we continue to get the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, <laughs> feed the streets, um, Drew Projects, 
um, Second Chance Church, Canaan Christian Center, Flint Global Impact. That's how we continue to give to those organizations and make impact the way God, Daddy God wants us through throughout the world. Woo! Come on. Thank you, James Rowe, for that. Thank you. Thank you, James Rowe, for that. So thank you for thank you for to all of y'all that continues to support the ministry as well. Father God, bless the giving of your people. May your face shine upon us. Um, Thank you for keeping it real with us, Lord God. Help us to continue to keep it real with you. Bless the work of our hands. Thank you that health is our reasonable portion. Now do me a favor. Go be loved today. Someone else needs to experience the love of God through you. You're the only way they're going to know Jesus is real. So do me a favor. Go be loved today. Um, go let someone else know how much God loves them. And we'll see you um, not Monday. Monday is replay live Tuesday at six Saturday tomorrow. Ladies prayer call. Also, the written devotionals will be back in position next week. I took some time off so that we can organize them. I got some new writers that are coming to the table. Um, I thank God for my faithful people who have agreed to write. I got some new writers coming to the table. So all our written devotionals will be back in place. So you'll start seeing those emails next week. I love you so much. God loves you. Go be loved today. Ladies, I'll see you Saturday morning in the prayer call. Um, love y'all. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo! Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Thank you, Lord God, for your word today. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.